Welcome to Urban Theology, a podcast by two millennial men brought together by the grace of God to talk about the ups, downs, and in-between. Episode number three, well, actually, this is episode number two, because the first one, that's just our introduction. You know, we're not going to include that into our season, but thank you for everybody tuning back into the episode. Um, I mean, this is something that when we started it, we just felt called by God and now we're a couple episodes in, so please be sure to leave us any feedback. Um, I mean, this is something that we just want to continue to improve and stay consistent with. So with no further ado, I just want to go ahead and reintroduce myself. I'm Toby, one half of the Urban Theology Podcast and my co-host. And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Raheem. Uh, welcome to another installment of the Urban Theology Podcast. We got something special in store for y'all today. Oh, yeah. And look, look, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there, okay? Whatever your story is, <clears throat> we were all put here on this earth by a mom. So, you know, happy Mother's Day to everyone. How have you spent your Mother's Day? Man, it was good, man. I spent it with uh, my mom, did a little chill something for her, picked up some food, took it to her. Also, me and my brother-in-law, we decided to get brunch for my sister. We did a little little thing of ribs, her favorite food. We just It was, nice. it was cool, man. What about your you? Your mom's favorite food is ribs? No, I actually got Nigerian food for my mom, and I got ribs for my sister. She likes ribs. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Bro, you've heard of the saying, bridezilla? Yep. So I got a momzilla, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's no disrespect to moms. You know, mom is, is very important. I'm the, you ever seen the movie Baby Boy? Yeah, Jody. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not like Jody, but I'm still in the nest, you know. So basically it was from the minute I woke up, it was just, hey, I got to make sure mom's is doing all right. So I got her some flowers. <clears throat> all my siblings came over. Now, everybody came over, but we were still practicing social distancing and all that good stuff, you know. But she's happy. She's happy. That's all I'm going to say about that. You know, how are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling good, bro. Just um, trying to hang hang in there. It's been, um, been an interesting time at home. Um, I, found a, I found a therapist. So I got a session this Friday. So that, that should be... That should be good. I'm going to use that as like a check-in and just to kind of talk to somebody that don't know me. Just let them know how I'm doing type thing. But besides that, I've, I've been good, man. What about you, bro? How you been holding up? Bro, I mean, I gave myself a haircut. You feel me? Wait, I got a question for you. Are you giving yourself your haircuts? Well, you know, I'm bald. So, yes. I, I, I come <laughs> no, here. But here's the thing. You are doing a great job because I know when you're bald, you got to get it like close to the skin. And I've seen people cut their hair and they're bald and they do a terrible job. You know, but you look like, okay, you, like, what's, what's the secret? Bro, I've been doing this for years. So you want to know the secret? Beard trimmer. So you just okay. use that joint, get all the way down to like zero one, but you got to go all the way over. Yeah. Well, hopefully my girl stops stressing me out and I won't have to keep losing hairs, you know, but um, no, I'm good. I'm good. So let's go ahead and kick this show off. We're going to talk about fathers today. And I know today is Mother's Day. We might get killed for this show, bro. You might get killed for this episode, bro. Hey, man, we got to do what we got to do, bro. Yeah, there was something that prompted us to get into this topic. But before that, I just want to say a quick prayer so we can get into uh, this, this episode today. All right. Dear God, thank you for allowing us to come together for another episode. You are our universal father who has granted us an inheritance through your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that. So as we get into this dialogue today, we just act that you will speak through us and bless all the listeners. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. All right. So the reason why we wanted to talk about talk about dads today, we were propelled into this conversation by your boy 50 Cent. All right. So 50 Cent recently had a clip where he was getting interviewed and somebody asked him about his son. So I'm gonna play that clip. You can go online and look at the full clip, but I'm just gonna play a short abridged version of that clip. All right. I noticed over the years I get developed because I blamed on his mom for a long time. But it's not his mother, it's him. Like, I'm going places where he was at and he left. Fifth, you love I used to. You ask yourself how long, a complicated question would say, how long can you love something that don't love you back? Mm. You see, so, in, in this experience, you're looking... All right. All right. How long can you love something that doesn't love you back? All right, that's what 50 Cent said about his, his son. It's not his adopted son. This is his biological son. Um, I think he had him when he was earlier on in his fame. But nonetheless, he does not love his son. So, you know what? Before we go into that, I want to, the, the, the scripture I want to touch on really quick. When he says, I used to, you know. I'm going to go to Numbers numbers 23 because this just came to my mind right now. And it says, Numbers 23, verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So, God is so good. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't look at us and say, I used to love my son. You know, God's love for us is eternal. Okay. He's not like, um, he's not, he's not a man where we can be wishy-washy. Okay. Sometimes you love somebody and then the next minute they do something and, oh, I don't love them. So I, I just wanted to touch on that. And what we're going to do today in this podcast, we're going to give our accounts of our father's um, and I'm going to let Raheem go ahead and touch on his relationship with his dad first. And then I'll, I'll give my relationship with my dad as well. Man, fathers, especially with us being uh, Nigerian males, I've talked to like different, um, different men, right? So this is men with their fathers in their lives and also, you know, those without. And there are some interesting stories, right? But I'm going to obviously start, start with mine. Uh, my dad died 2012 but up until that point we've always had a a strained relationship right and as i've yeah. come, as i've come to get older and also grow as a man myself right i see in myself things that make me complicated right i see the good you know the good qualities as well as you know qualities that make me complicated we're human yeah. we're flesh and blood it is what it is right but the older i get now i understand how flawed my dad was as a man right and when i talk to you know, my, my dad's siblings, they kind of tell me how he was growing up and different things. Because for me as a kid, I always wondered, like, why was he the way he was, right? Uh, I don't know if you ever felt this way, bro. I know my dad loved me, but it always felt like he did not show it the best way, right? His actions didn't show that yeah. he loved his son, right? And I always, as a kid, I just always wondered, does he love me? How does, how does he feel about me? It was rough growing up, bro. You know, I, I paint you this picture, right? My dad drove a cab in D.C., right? Okay. And he just, he, money was a, an issue for him. So he was under a lot of stress and just had a lot of things, you know, going, going on. And as a kid, it was just, it was just hard to form a connection with him. Yes, my dad was in the house, but 
I can tell you on the number of my fingers how many times we kind of hung out, even as kids, and spent time time together, right? And I kind of feel like reaching the point that I'm at now is just kind of hard to kind of put our relationship in words. It wasn't really the healthiest or just the best relationship. I know my father loved me, but just... How did you know he loved you? You know, okay, bro, I'll put it like this. <laughs> One thing I know about Nigerian males is older generation, right? They don't know how to express their emotions, but you just know Facts. they care deeply for you, right? My dad was the type, when you talked about me and my brother around him, like his face would light up. He was like super proud of us. And I even remember as a kid, you know, in his cap, he had this really big picture of me and my, my brother on, yeah. uh, on his front dash. And he would always tell us, you know, when people, when I drive people around, they ask me about you guys and I tell them, you know, about my sons. And, and I remember that as a kid, he would always, you know, say, I tell people about my sons how proud I'm proud of them that, that I am, you know, but um, it was just an interesting, interesting relationship. I would say this, bro, in my teen years, I butted heads with them a lot because I just, at that point, you know, when you're a teenager, bro, you feel like you're a man and you feel like, oh, you know, you know, you, you know yeah. what's up, you know? Yeah. But that's pretty much it, bro. That was our relationship. It was a strained and awkward relationship for most of my, my childhood and part of adulthood. Yeah. And you know, for me, I, I kind of have a similar story. When I asked you, how did you know that he loved you? It's just, I always think about how in the Bible, when the devil was trying to tempt Jesus and he was using scripture to try and tempt Jesus, but because Jesus also knew the scriptures, he was able to say, hey, hold on there a little bit. You know, and I look at your dad telling you that he loves you as in, you're going to go out into the world and you're going to have so many people who are trying to tell you otherwise that, hey, you're either not good enough or you're going to be just like your dad. Like, and I don't know about you, but there's some flaws that were in my dad that I felt were being projected on me, you know? And it's like, man, I'm going to be just like him in all these bad ways. And because it wasn't told to me like, Hey, your dad loves you. I, I kind of, I was confused about it. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, how do I know that he loved me? You know? So my relationship with my dad was, I mean, as a little kid, he, he got me what I wanted. You know, he was the provider. So I always looked at him as, yeah, he's the father figure. You know, he provides. But I was also very young and naive. So we never really had any serious talks. It was always just about when he came back from his trips, I would just be happy to see him. Um, I, I stopped talking to my dad probably when I was like eight or nine, you know. And um, unfortunately, I was privy to some of his shortcomings with other women, um, some of his lying, you know, I mean, he was a businessman, but I think my dad had a good head on his shoulders. It was just the influence, you know, he had some people around him that, that, that were influencing him. So my relationship was really, was really naive. You know, as a young kid, you just want to play with your dad. You know, he used to take us to the country clubs in Lagos. I grew up in Nigeria. He used to take us there. Um, I was fortunate enough to go swimming. I was fortunate enough to go to some good schools. So it was, it was, it was peachy. And then when the relationship between my mom and dad soured and my, my mom eventually said, you know, enough is enough. And all, all I, I really honor my mom and I I'm so proud of her for taking that stand because that's a stance that a lot of women are scared to take, you know, because 
he was the sole provider of the family. So when we got separated, I went to live with my uncle and I always thought that my dad would come look for me, you know, you know, the, the Bible passage where if one of the sheep leaves, the shepherd goes and he finds the sheep. And I remember he never came and I was, I always would say, yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Cause I know he has the money. You know, I know he's, he's a, he's a, he's a big guy in these streets. And when he never came, honestly, it didn't eat at me cause I was still young. I was still young. Then I moved to America and then I knew like, okay, he's definitely not coming. He's definitely not coming in. The way that I coped with that was I leaned into the terrible things that I had been picking up on, you know, like I would, I would hang out with my friends. And when you're hanging out with people your age, they don't have, they're dealing with the same knowledge base that you have. All right. And you're sitting here asking them, yo, I like this girl. What should I do? And their whole, their commentary is wild. You know, they're like, oh yeah, you should definitely do this. Oh, Hey, I need a little bit of change. What should I do? Oh, let me tell you where you need to go. So I leaned into, you know, the, 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 the bat. I leaned into my peers, you know, people who were on the same level as me, but I just felt as though they were my, they were my guidelines. And I fell on hard times, not in terms of like, I didn't have fun. Like I had a lot of fun, but I fell on hard times because I lost my identity in Christ. And I began to just, I'm talking like if, if I go into the list of things that I did, you know, you would think, you know, why aren't you locked up? You know, and that's not even saying that to, uh, you know, downplay anything. This no, really, I've done some things where you know God has been fortunate to me, and I'm I'm so grateful. So my relationship with my dad was, it was, it was non-existent in my teenage years or in my in my adult life, and it wasn't up until he passed that I really started to do a deep dive into some of the consequences of my shattered relationship with my dad. So. I think we can, we, we can now talk, like, what did your relationship with your dad, what did that do to you? How did that stunt your growth? Did it help your growth? Uh, let's, let's talk about that. Man, bro. So for me, I would say the biggest struggles and pitfalls were my, my teenage years, right? So once puberty hit, that was just the hardest years of my life, dog. I would say from the age of like 12, 13, for real, for real, I would say up to like my mid mid-20s bro like not having him around i just had to wing a lot of that I had no direction it was only yeah. about it was only about the grace of god bro because you know i made a lot of mistakes and stuff and i'm just fortunate by god's grace and mercy that the mistakes didn't like you know stunt my growth right but i would say the biggest the biggest like shortcomings and areas i struggled with were definitely like my interactions with women right so learning how to have healthy, oh, yeah. healthy interactions with women right because obviously like my parents marriage or whatever dissolved you know they had their situations i didn't yeah. i didn't see like a healthy you know marriage for you know better better part of my life or whatever so that definitely stunned me in that area right so like not knowing how to be a potential you know good boyfriend or husband or whatever but i mean you kind of you can still grow into those roles even if you don't have um healthy models present you can still kind of go and seek those out later in life but i would definitely say like it was a struggle you know not having him around not knowing how to navigate you know, women, also like career, bro, career, money, like all of that stuff. Nobody yeah. to teach, teach you, bro. Even things as simple as like putting on a tie, learning how to shave, yeah. like, like those things you, some may say is little, it's big when you don't really have it. You know what I'm saying, bro? Did, did your dad ever talk to you about women? 
heck no, bro. <laughs> but the, but I would say I would say this though. Thank. So I don't know about you, bro. But when your dad is not around, um, thankfully, thank God for like other positive role models. So I was really close to my dad's younger brother, my uncle. That's really my father figure, more like my dad than anything, because we're still close, tight, you know, to this day. But like he was the one that talked to me about girls, talked to me about college, just talked to me about a lot of stuff that he didn't talk to me about. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you had somebody like that in your life, bro. Yeah, no, I I definitely did. So, you know, in terms of the effects, like I, I looked up to my older brother, but, you know, the scripture talks about, you know, how can the blind lead the blind, right? And my brother was affected by my dad's disappearance as well. So, you know, I never, I never talked to my brother or my, or my dad about women, you know, and all I did was just roll the dice. You know, I think for me, it was more so what are, what do my friends think? You know, what can I save face with? You know, like if I met a girl and, you know, I could tell my friends like, oh, yo, I'm cool. I met a girl. Like I did this, I did that. That was what I leaned on, you know? And when you, like, I, I, I mentor kids now and I always tell them, you got to be careful what you sign up for because as soon as you start some habit and you get some joy from it, it's going to be so tough to turn away from it, you know, because I'm a living testament. It was hard to turn away from my promiscuous ways. It was hard to say, hey, look, isn't it natural for me to, you know, get aroused by a woman and want to do it was it was hard, you know, so that was my biggest that was my biggest uh, flaw from the 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 shattered relationship with my dad. Another thing was just my identity. You know, I found myself just trying to do any and everything. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I was strong in. And, you know, I also felt like the issue with women was just something that was in the, was in the family. You know, like, hey, we're men. You know, my dad was like this. And I always would look at it as he did settle down at some point. I'm just going to settle down like him, but I'm not going to get divorced. You know, I'm just going to live kind of how he was living. And, I mean, he had all these women. I'm going to be the same way, except I'm just not going to get divorced. But it's not a light switch. You know, it's not a light switch that you can just hit on and off. And as soon as I started that lifestyle, I, you become a slave to that lifestyle. You know, you want to tell yourself you're in control. But, you know, we used to have, look, like I said, this is, these are things of the past. You know, but we would have conversations and we would say, hey, like, what, what's your... What's your summer looking like? What's your fall looking like? And we're not talking about class schedules. We're talking like, yo, who you rapping to? Like, where you, where you, where's your mind at? You know, and that was just like, I felt like, okay, I'm kind of like my dad, which was kind of cool to me. You know, and then with the identity thing, it was like, okay, I don't think I have an identity under Christ because I feel like, why did God give me this dad? and then just take them away from me. So I'm on my own. So I need to just go figure out what I need to do. And I started just, I mean, I remember when I went into undergraduate, I, my mom wanted me to do mechanical engineering. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I remember the, the college I picked, my mom wanted me to go to uh, University of Maryland, uh, College Park. I applied there, I got in. But then it was like, I just felt like I was just going with the wind. I didn't have any type of, I didn't stand for anything as a man. You know, so I would just say lack of identity and also just the 
way that I dealt with women, you know, and I'm going to go into a, I'm going to go into a scripture and I'm going to get your opinion on this. So it's Proverbs uh, chapter 13, verse 22. And it says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. So speaking of inheritances, did you get an inheritance from your dad? <laughs> so the only thing my dad left me was some land in Nigeria. That okay. Was, that's the, but, but the land, this is the only thing, bro. The land is like, I, it's like trash. <laughs> uh, you can't really do nothing with it. Like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, but not, not to throw shade at my dad. God bless the dead. But um, like, I would say for me, that was the big wake up call. The fact that he didn't leave me with anything, right? For me, right? I want to be at the point when I have children, I want to make sure my grandkids are secure, basically. So my mindset is, right? I want to give my kids what they need, right? Which is education, which gives them the access to make money and secure wealth for themselves, right? And then I will leave stuff for my grandkids because that's what the Bible says. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to leave stuff for my grandkids, right? But I also want to give my kids the leg up and opportunities that they need so that, you know, they're good. And that was just a big wake-up call because my dad didn't leave me with nothing, bro. Like, it, yeah. it, it sucks. Like, I don't have nothing to remember you by. I'm, it, it's not even money, bro. Right. It's not even the money, the money part. Right. But it's just the fact that you were thinking ahead and you left something. Yeah. And, you know, I am willing to bet that your dad wanted to leave you something, you know, but the issue is when you don't have when you don't have the when you don't have the mindset and you don't have the. I guess the the intention doesn't actually come to life, you know, because I could want to do something, but I, I have to walk that talk, you know, and I feel the same way about my dad. My dad probably wanted to leave me something, but as time went on, and also whenever you have something that's impure in your heart, it, it starts to spread, you know. There, there's a scripture in Matthews that talks about something spreading like, like leaving or something like that. Um, so yeah, when you have things that are impure in your heart, it starts to spread and it takes over. So I'm sure our fathers wanted to leave stuff for us, but whatever the reason was, I know in, in my dad's case, I look at his unfaithfulness to my mom. I look at his, I mean, his, some of his business dealings and things that people had swayed him into. And I also look at his faith in God. And I, I say, yeah, those things were not right. So how could you leave me anything when you had all these things pulling you in different directions that weren't pure? You know, so in terms of an inheritance, my dad also left me some land. But I are you the oldest? Are you the oldest boy? Um no, my dad had a my dad had a, a girl before me. So I have an older sister. She's in Nigeria. So okay. She's, she's the oldest. Okay, now is that all in all from your mom? No, so both of my parents each before they met. They each had kids, so I have older. Oh, I have, hey, bro! They, they both they both had girls, so I have two older sisters. One okay, me. hey, all praises, man, all praises. I'm I'm the same way. Where I mean, we have five in my family, my immediate, but then I I have other siblings. You know, I have other siblings. So this land that was left to me, it's like first off, I have there can be blood on this land. You know, like when you leave when you leave. A, a young adult, some land where in a country that you have people in that village, you have brothers, sisters, 
cousins who are also looking at this land and saying, hey, this person is not here. That is very dangerous. So I don't even count that as an inheritance right now. You know, I'm like, look, Simba couldn't come back to the jungle at that moment. All right? He had to go out and he had to, you know, get some muscle and get Timon and Pumbaa. And I need my Timon and Pumbaa before I go back and try and claim anything because there could be bloodshed on that land. Uh, so there wasn't any inheritance left for me, you know, and that made me sad. It made me sad, but it also motivates me. It also motivates me not to follow in his footsteps, you know, and just like you said, I'm planning to leave my kids something. I don't have any kids yet, but the one thing that we can make sure that we give our, our children is just the message of Jesus Christ. You know, that's the first thing. My dad didn't give me that. My dad couldn't give that to himself, you know? So that's, you know, even with us doing this podcast, you know, I pray that our kids can find these in the crates. They probably gonna have something else other than pockets. This is gonna be mad old school, you know? Like, are you starting a podcast? Like, but I pray they can dig this up in the crates and, and listen to these types of things, you know? Cause that's the first and foremost thing that I wanna give to my children. You know, I wanna grow them in their faith. And then also, yeah, I would love to give them, you know, some tangible things that they could access to and not only have access to, but apply to their lives right now. You know, I had this, I had this friend of mine who he told me he was getting married and he's a Jewish guy. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, you going to buy the ring? He was like, oh no, uh, my grandmother gave me a ring. I'm like, sheesh, bro. Like I got to go to the diamond place and go find rings and you're getting rings passed down. And that's beautiful. You know, that's beautiful. Now, I don't just want to dwell on some of the negative things. I also want to just talk about some of the good things with our dads. You know, so what are some good things that you feel translated to your lifestyle or some good things that you can look forward to as far as, hey, my dad was this type of guy and that's what I want to be when I have children? Um, one thing about my, my dad, which I, I, I love, though, is my dad had a sense of humor. I get, I get, my, sense, I get my sense of humor from my dad. He was a really funny guy. Like I even remember as a kid, he he would make me laugh. He used to join on me a lot because I was yeah. so he would just he would just join on me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I got I got the sense of humor from him. And another thing too is just like um, being like a, a very calm and cool guy. My dad was a cool dude. Yeah. One, thing, one thing if you, if you ask my my aunts and uncles, they'd be like, yeah, your dad was your dad was cool. I get a lot of my coolness and my reservedness um, from him. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just try to have like a positive outlook overall you know now about him I, I try to let go of the negative you know what I'm saying because even like during the teenage years that joint clouded my view of him right I wasn't able to see the positive in him because I just viewed him one way right you know what I'm saying and just kind of taking those um, positive traits I'm able to just celebrate that part of me right because obviously it took my mom and my dad to make me right so I need to of course celebrate the good about him right celebrate the good qualities he gave me, right? Because that helped make me the man that I am today, right? And there's another thing too I do appreciate from him. Even though life was hard for him, he had a persevering spirit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though stuff was hard, my man didn't quit. And I realized I get that from him, right? This, this African man blood, you know, that, 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 that desire to not quit, you know, to keep pushing and just not to, to not give up, right? And there's just something to kind of commend about that. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Yeah. So with my dad... One thing that I loved about him, my dad was a very romantic guy. And you could say, oh, that's a double-edged sword, you know. But I remember 
in my childhood, just looking at my mom and dad and saying, wow, that they really love each other. You know, I, I really felt like they loved each other. My dad was a very romantic guy. I, I would look at pictures and you could tell that, you know, he would go out of his way to make my mom feel comfortable. Another thing was he was very meticulous in his methods, you know, like he loved to write. He was like, he never wore jeans, like a crazy guy like this, never wore jeans, just always suited up, always formal, always ready to talk business. I mean, he was the type of person, he had a fork and spoon, uh, a, a fork, spoon and knife that he used to eat. There was nothing else that if you served them on something, you had to take it back, you know? So I liked the structure that he had in his life, but of course that also played into some of his demise, you know, because that structure, that structure, when you talk about the woman and other things, yeah, it wasn't there, but those are things that I can take from him. And I say, Hey, I want to apply that when I'm, when I'm, when I'm a dad, you know, I, I like those things. And, you know, one more thing I'll say, I'd never heard my dad say he loved me, you know, and there was only one Igbo man that told me he loved me. That was my uncle, my uncle Luke. And when he told me, I actually broke down, you know, cause I got off the phone and I was like, yo, I didn't know how to read. Cause part of me as a guy was like, yo, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of fishy, man. Why are he telling me that? But then I thought about it. I was like, I feel this way because it's never been expressed to me by a man, you know, that's older than me, you know? And, I broke down because I'm like, yo, that was affirmation. Like I felt good. I felt good about it. You know, so that has your dad ever had your dad ever told you that he loved you? Yeah, all the time. When we would like nice. talk, talk on the phone when I was in like high school, college, he always be like, I love you. And also my nice. uncle, my uncle would always tell me he loved he loved me and said all the time. So I, I was used to that. That wasn't weird to me. Yeah, yeah. No, and look, it if because I'm I'm soon, I'm soon gonna be thirty. You're thirty one. Yes, sir. Right. So we probably have some peers who they have children right now, and if you're listening, make sure you continue to tell your boys and your girls because I feel like dads always tell the girls like, "Hey, I love you, I love you." But when it comes to the sons, you feel like that's gonna make them. Nah, continue to affirm your love to your sons. You know, and with that, I'm gonna go into some scripture. So if you're new to the podcast. We're always going to give our accounts of things, but we also want to leave you with some scripture and that is God's word. You know, like we can sit up here and talk about, Oh, what we went through this and that, but we started this podcast to spread God's word, you know? So I'm going to go to Galatians. I'm going to go to Galatians chapter four. All right. So Galatians chapter four, I'm going to read verses one through seven. And I'm not, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to touch on some verses here and there. So I'm going to go to six. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, you are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then uh, an heir of God through Christ. So the way we feel like we don't have an inheritance, Jesus Christ has given us an inheritance, you know, in I remember reading the scripture and it dawned on me that, you know, all the places that I felt inadequate, God has fulfilled that, you know, he has made, he's made me whole, you know, we all have purpose as men in this world. And unfortunately we come from situations where our purpose isn't, our purpose isn't 
permeated through our skins by our dad, you know, because your dad is supposed to be the person that's supposed to say, hey, you're the prince and you're going to be the king one day. You know, you're supposed to get that from your dad. But fortunately, some people don't have that. But God is our universal father. And anything that we're going through, he's allowed it. Anything that has happened to us, it's going to be for our good. And I mean, we should feel rest assured that God is always going to be there for us. The same way we heard this clip from 50 Cent where it's like, hey, I don't love my son. I pray for 50 Cent. You know, I hope that he realizes that, you know, his son needs him, you know, and he needs his son. You know, it goes both ways, you know, because he I think he has a younger son other than him. So, I mean, just to hear him say that, it's just like, okay, well, what will your younger son do that will make you get to that point? Because he's going to do some things that's going to get on your nerves. All right. So I pray for 50. Um, but for anybody listening out there, just know if you don't have a father, pray to God, ask God for guidance. He's never going to desert you, you know. And uh, for me, bros, uh, my scripture is, is taken from um, Psalm 127, verse three. And it says, uh, sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring of reward. Right. And kind of when I read that, it makes me think of the day when I have children. Um, you could also interplace that. You can change it to children are indeed a blessing. But we're just talking, obviously, yeah. in this context, we're talking about son, right? And it's just, the Bible is very clear. Like, your child is a blessing, a reward, right? And it's a good thing, right? It's a, it's a good thing to have children, right? And I also of feel course. like, I feel like um, the healing process is ongoing, right? It's for us as men, it's an ongoing process, right? And, and I'm praying by God's grace when, when we become, you know, husbands and fathers right and we have children right having children is going to further help right with the with the healing process right to the point yeah. where you get to reverse some of the things right that happen to you right by god's grace and even the wisdom he gives you right you'll be a good father right you will yeah. love your kids you will you know you will correct them right you will discipline them but you also oh, yeah. cor- you will correct them uh, correct them but you'll show them the way that they should go right so that hopefully they will avoid the pitfalls that you avoided, right? You can hit them to game. Bro, I don't know about you. It brings me so much joy to get to the point where if obviously if I have a daughter, I can hit her to the male perspective. If I have a son, I can teach him how to be a good man, right? How to be an yeah. outstanding, you know, God-fearing, honorable man. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Like it, it brings me a great joy that I, by God's grace, at a point I'll be able to do that. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yes, sir. Hey, bro, this has been a great episode. Uh, I want to make sure we have enough time to just give an outro. And I will say we are going to yeah, be sure to look out for us every Monday. All right. We're going to make sure we post episodes every Monday. I think starting out, we wanted to make sure that we could be consistent in the times that we post. So, you know, every Sunday we're going to get together, we're going to record. And Monday, you can be rest assured you're going to have a new episode of Urban Theology. We're also going to be working in seasons. All right. We don't just want to bombard you with a ton of episodes. Um, we're, we're going to be, so this is season one, you know, look out for more episodes. We don't know how many episodes are going to be in season one, but um, I just wanted to give some updates on the podcast. And I think earlier on, we were kind of just testing the waters, testing the waters. Now, I think we're going to just go full fledged with this because I truly feel like this is something that is pleasing to God. I feel I feel comfortable talking about God's word with a friend. How many times do you talk to a friend and you leave that conversation feeling like, yo, I didn't really talk about anything of substance, yo. Like we probably just got together and it was just 
Like, oh, what's good, man? How you been? Oh, I'm good. I like the fact that we're sitting here, we're learning from each other. Uh, we're also spreading the word of God. And I mean, last but not least, we have people who are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to feel some type of relation to us because these accounts, as as men, we sometimes shy away from sharing like some intimate things, but that's the only way that we're going to heal and we're going to get better by saying, hey, I have a brother who I can relate to. I'm not alone in this. So, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk. I've been talking. <laughs> nah, you good, bro. You good, bro. Come on, man. Do your thing, dog. <laughs> but I, I would definitely say for me, man, my heart is just towards people, man. And I just want to see people encouraged, man. I want people to laugh. I want people to have hope. And I just want people to know that God loves them, man. God sees them that, you know, we're sharing our very imperfect lives, right, with everyone, but also to show everyone, man, God's goodness, God's mercy over our lives, and just let y'all know, man, we all in this together, man, and that's really what we want to do with this, this show, is just let people know, man, that we got y'all, you know, God got us, and, and that by God's grace, we're going to speak with wisdom and just, you know, transparency, transparency and honesty, man, so Y'all should just buck, buckle down, man. Buck, buckle up. We got something in store for y'all this Of season. course. Of course. And I just want to go ahead and reiterate, our mothers are happy, okay? For anybody who thinks, ah, it's Mother's Day. What? Why are you talking about? Look, our mothers are very, very happy. And we decided to talk about this because there was something floating around on social media and we felt the need to do that. All right? So this has been another episode of Urban Theology. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms. If you just type in long live Toby, that's T-O-B-E. You can also follow my blog, longlivetoby.com. Um, reach out to me. Give me any feedback. Oh, and you can also start leaving us feedback on the Apple platform or Spotify. Or, um, Spotify. Um, yeah, just reach out to us. Let us know how, how we can become better. We're keeping this definitely under an hour, but... If you guys feel like, hey, we need to go longer, we need to go shorter, let us know. Yeah, most definitely, man. Let us know what y'all feel about the times, you know, how long we should go for. And uh, you can definitely find us in two places. You can find me on my personal Instagram, rice underscore and underscore stew. And you can also follow our brand new Instagram page, which is urban theology nice. underscore. So that can be, you know, where you're going to find our content, where you're going to find the links to the podcast. And that's where you guys will, you know, follow our podcast journey. So with that being said, we're going to catch y'all next week. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all stay blessed. Peace. Peace.